Yo, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it? Here we go. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Church Information and Community Forum on the Reverend Ronald Wright, standing in for Dr. Marion Barnett, voice of the people. Good to have each and every one of you up this morning with me. We're going to have a little communication today, and as a couple of our topics going to be this morning, we're going to, we're going to uh, update you on the information of how certain race of people are being treated on dialysis, and that is going to be exposed nationally at the end of this month, and then early, month, early voting starts on Monday, and so we'll, we'll have a chance to talk to some of our politicians, uh, and some of the issues we want to discuss with them is the crime and the economic development. And the main topic is it's time to make a change, not only politically, but uh, locally, but statewide. And I want you to know this morning, it's not about your president. It's not about Biden or Trump in and them. It's about our local officials who are the ones that have us going through what we're going through. And it's time for us to wake up and it's time for us to make a change. So you can also give us a call this morning at 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. And we're going to start this show with a little action this morning. Of course, some of our elected officials will be calling in this morning. So if you got any questions for them, just let, let me know. But I want to start out with uh, on the end of this month, we're going to expose the uh, how a certain race of people are being treated on dialysis. And I know the last time I talked with you, I shared with you how several people have died because they were waiting on kidneys and certain people can get kidneys and certain people can't get kidneys. And it's time for us to wake up. And these things have probably been going on and nobody has said anything. And, and there are some people that have known, and I'm even talking about some of our elected officials, and not locally, I'm talking about statewide, and they have not said anything, but it's time for us to start exposing how we're being treated medically as well as in everything else that we're going through. So uh, on May the 1st, we will have a national, uh, there's going to be a national press conference, CNN, of course, along with uh, Time Life Magazine and other media, will be exposing uh, how there has been a disparity on how people are being treated. And we do have definite witnesses. And once we expose it, because we can't keep quiet about it. Silence helps the oppressor and not the oppressed. And, the, and, and if you're saying, well, I don't have dialysis, I'm not worried about it, that's neutrality. Neutrality helps the tormentor and not the tormented. So this morning, if you're out there and you've been struggling with your uh, DeVita, we want to talk with you, but uh, we're not going to expose who you are because we want to make sure you're being treated medically uh, fairly. And all of the United States is happening. It's not just happening here in Dallas, but it's happening everywhere. And I guess the last time I talked to you, I talked to you about Atlanta and Philadelphia and several other cities. They even had uh, one young man driving 90 miles out of the city to go to dialysis because he was complaining about how he was being treated. And until we got involved with what was going on, his life had changed. He uh they had him driving 90 miles out of the city, and the man was almost afraid because he was losing his job because he had to drive there. Can you imagine almost driving 100 miles out of the city to go to dialysis because you're complaining about people experimenting with you? When we got a call from Justice Seekers, I'm the executive director of Justice Seekers. I get it. My name is Reverend Ronald Wright. And when we got a call, we contacted the medical board in Philadelphia. And when we got through with a, a young lady by the name of Arlene Mullins, who is over 
of the advocates against dialysis. She contacted me. We called them. They were very disrespectful. We stepped in and we changed it how she's to be talked to. And a week later, she called me and she was kind of sad. And I thought the young man had passed. And she said, no, they allowed him to come back into the city. And I said, well, that's good. But what are you crying? She said, they gave him a kidney. And by the grace of God, he was blessed. But why is it certain pressure will allow us to get kidneys when people are getting kidneys every day. But with that being said, we're going to expose that. So you can contact our office at 214-779-3549 if you have a complaint, because after the 1st of May, everybody will know what has been going on. All righty. With that being said, like I said, you can give us a call, 972-647-1893. We got a host of things that we want to talk about. Anybody on the line? Yes, good, mor- good morning, Reverend Wright, uh, and uh, good, good morning, everyone. We have uh, Chuck on line three. Come on in, Chuck. <laughs> good morning, Chuck. You doing all right? I'm doing well this morning. I'm Saturday morning. Hey, I couldn't wait to call in. I called in for last month. Okay. And I'm ready to get some elected officials on, 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 on this show. I got one or two questions for you. Hey, why can't we have anyone to step up to uh, Governor Abbott? We've got some electoral issues who are very seasoned. I mean, they've been in Austin for 20-plus years, 10-plus years, and this governor hasn't had no respect for him, okay? He treats us like it's 1942. And that's exactly why I said, Chuck, it's time to make a change. And you are, you are absolutely right. Those officials have been in there for 20 and 30 years, and they should be training somebody to pass a ton to them, but they're not. And the reason why the governor does them like he does them, because a lot of them have sold they sold for a jelly roll. Well, 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 this is what we got to do. We've got to go to term limits, man. They, you know, you've got to do one or two terms. You can't, and you shouldn't be able to run anymore. And these guys, they, they're building their generational wealth for their family. They're not concerned about the community here in the Southern Dallas area or uh, 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 Southern Dallas County area. They're worried about their family wealth. That's all they're doing. But you know what, Chuck, the sad part about that is the people that you're talking about looks like us. And so we got to start holding them accountable. We can't hold anybody accountable. Charity starts at home, then it's shedded abroad. We have local officials. You made a prime example about South Dallas. The county, the county commissioner and all them have power enough to make all the difference. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King are the worst two streets in the city of Dallas. And those are two men that we honor. And why is that? And we've got local officials, elected officials that can make a difference in those streets. And so until we come together and start holding them accountable, we're going to continue to go through this. Well, we're going through it right now. Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's like we starting all over again. Chuck, I don't know how old you are, but it's like we starting all over again. We come out of slavery again, but we got people in that office that look like us that we have not held accountable. And like you said, they've been there, and a lot of people think it's Trump, and our Trump them has nothing to do with what we're going through locally. And it's time for us to wake up and start holding these people accountable or get them out of there. Well, we, we got started in Austin because, man, we've got the people in Austin. Governor Abbott, Governor Abbott has zero respect for him. And uh, I got to say this right here, and I'll let you go. Governor Abbott, I cannot believe that he was welcome into that partner's house over there uh, back before the, that last big election. He walked in that, he rolled in that, in that place, and they allowed him to come in there and speak. That's the worst ever. This guy is the number one supporter a white supremacist. <laughs> See? And, and he has shown that. 
And we but, look like he had shown it. He showed it. That's, that's why, again, Chuck, we can't hold nobody accountable until we start holding ourselves accountable. That old Roman tactic dividing company, they split us up, and at one point we stood together, and then we tried to get mad at what other people are doing because they are successfully growing, but there's power in them, and they're sticking together, and I honor them. I'm not mad at them. I respect them because that's what it's about, us coming together. We all need to come together as people of God, but I'm telling you, some charity starts at home. So you can't get mad at what you and you just made a prime example. You said they welcomed him to the potter's house, and he and he spoke and and and, and what he's all he's done. Well, who's who? Who can we who can we blame for that? Huh? Good enough. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, Chuck. Thank you very much. That's what we're gonna talk about this morning. Well, don't be ashamed to call me. I we we gonna just talk about it. We are gonna be about it. Hopefully, before this day is over, we'll all come together and start holding these elected or candidate officials, local officials, accountable. Like I said, the president has nothing to do with how your streets look or how your community looks. That's up to the local elected officials, and we got to start holding them accountable. And I'm not just talking about your city council members. I'm talking about your senators, your congressmen, your county commissioners, all of those, your mayor, all of those people should be held accountable for what is going on. You can't get mad at what other people are doing. You don't do anything for yourself. Again, you can give us a call at 972-647-1893. Is anybody on the line for us? Don't, y'all don't have to be afraid to call. Come on in and call me this morning because I'm telling you, we need to get together and start doing some things. Early voting starts on Monday. And for a lot of you all people, I'm telling you to vote. I know one of the, many years ago, one of the elected officials said, it don't do you no good to vote because they're going to pick what they want. That's not true. People died for for certain race of people that have the right to vote, get out there and vote. And when you get out there and vote, you'll be able to make a difference. And and if you don't vote, and I know a lot of times, and like Chuck just said, a lot of elected officials have never even been in your community, but they wear you out when it's election time, begging you to vote for them. Well, why should I vote for you when you don't even come to my neighborhood? And until we start holding them accountable, they're going to continue to do that. And this is what we have to stop. It's time to make a change. And now is the time to do that. We have to start holding elected officials accountable. And I've got several of them going to call in today, and that's good, because in case any of y'all have any questions for them. But I would like to just know, what is it we're going to do to stop them from just showing up on election time? So, you know, anybody have any... And, and we, I want to do something about it. I don't want to just talk about it. Let's be about it. And if your, your elected official has not done anything in your community, you need to get them out of there. You get them out. You can't blame anybody. And if you're not getting out there and vote, then you can't blame anybody. You're responsible for what is going on. And so, early voting, like again, again, I said, starts on Monday. So we need you to get out there and vote. And uh, we got anybody? All right, here we go. So we have uh, WMB on the line one. Okay. Good morning. Can you hear me? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. How you doing this morning? I'm doing great. This is Yolanda White. Good morning. Um, oh, this is Yolanda Williams uh, running for District 7? No, District 5. District 5. I'm sorry. Yolanda Williams. Go ahead, Miss Yolanda. Go ahead. 
Well, I'm running for city, city council district five, and that's the Pleasant Grove area. I was just listening to you, and I just want to say thank you for stepping out and doing something different and new today because you're right. We have to hold our elected officials accountable. Everybody wants to talk about what the president and the governor are doing, and I'm not saying what they're doing is right or wrong, but I, I'm concerned about my local uh uh, my local elections and officials because when I drive up and down the street, I don't see their names. We have potholes, bumpy roads, we have no economic development, and you are so right. We don't hold our elected officials accountable, and we should not hold those who look like us accountable. Everything has turned into a back and brown, Hispanic and Latino. And so I'm so glad that you're having this conversation. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the other people say and do. I just don't understand the obsession. And when I pay my taxes, I uh, get a return on my money when I pay my federal taxes. But I don't get a return on my money when I pay my property taxes and my local taxes. And uh, we have to wake up. And you're having a great, great, great topic. I know you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Lynn, since you, you're running. Let me if we're not doing anything economically in the communities such as South Dallas and Pleasant Grove, who, why should we hold the president accountable for that? And, and that's it. I, you know, I don't think, you know what it is, Reverend Wright? I know you've been around a long time uh, at this. They don't want people to know the truth. That's why when I run, although I know people know, I like to re-educate people. You know, people don't know that the city of Dallas voted to give themselves $1,000 for travel pay. One council member said because we got wear and tear on the car. What about wear and tear on our cars when we hit in the road? They voted to hire right. themselves and give themselves an extra staff. You know, it's so much money that they just use this money like it's their money, and it's time for a change, and I believe this is the season, and people are tired, and you have a great, great topic. And, you know, I spoke at El Centro to some youth. I told them, don't wait for someone to pass the torch because this old generation is not going to pass the torch. You, you have, have to, to take it. it. I, you, you know what? You learn about the grace of God. I was on the Paul Lipscomb, I mean, Paul Lipscomb and Dr. Lee Alcorn, great civil rights activists. And as a young, fired up young man, they didn't pass it. I took the baton. And when I took it, not only did I take it, I was able to open doors that they were able to walk to by the grace of God. And that's what it has to be done now with us uh, 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 electoral-wise and, and politically. We're going to take the baton because they don't want to pass it. We're going to snatch it and starting from the top all the way down to the bottom. Because economically, it's a shame for the last 20 or 30 years, nothing has been done in the community. And, and I'm not beating up on nobody, but I'm going to say the truth because the truth is going to set you free. If we got the county commissioners that have not created anything in an in a area that's considered southern Dallas that is, we know was the first black community, what in the world are you still in there for 30-something for years? What have you been doing? And nobody's going to say anything. Well, you're right when you mention those streets because Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and Elsie Faye Higgins, and some of our black, black uh, pioneers who have really worked hard in the city of Dallas. And you're right. Why is it where their names that we have the worst street, no economic exactly. development? And, so, and I'm thinking about getting in the tire business because because of all the potholes and things, every time your car hit one of them potholes, you got to have a tire. And so I'm sure the tire business is going to go extremely high. 
<laughs> we thank you, Councilman, and I'm praying that, 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 that you do a good time this year and we get some in there because it's time to make a change. Thank you very, very much, Sister William. God bless you. Yolandasaitwilliams.com. Have a blessed day, everyone. And what district is it? One more time. It's uh, District 5, City of Dallas, Pleasant Grove. Early vote is May the 24th. Through eight, uh, I'm sorry, April the 24th through May the 2nd, Election Day is May the 6th. And I, I'm fasting and praying for three days, and I just woke up, and I remember that you were going to be on. And so thank you for uh, God just confirmed some things through what you were saying. Thank you, and God bless you. You're doing a great job. God bless you. Thank you very much, Sister William. All right. That's our call. That's our number, 972-647-1893. Voice of the people. Who we got now, Doctor? And we have a concerned citizen on line three. Concerned citizen, good morning. Good morning, Man, concerned citizen. How you doing, real? All right, you doing all right? Oh, I got a peace of mind somewhat. Listen, I'm on fire like uh, the uh, previous caller. So I'm going to step into the uh, senior zone for a minute. Okay. Hopefully there ain't a big hijack going on up there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the seniors don't like it when we young folks kind of talk about what we're doing and trying to make change, but a couple of things that I want to touch on real quick. I want to also say I went, I've been out to some of these uh, candidates forums, and I heard Miss Williams on last week, and I was highly impressed with her in the way that she uh, was able to articulate the issues and, and let the people know that what she was trying to do is she was a council person. And one of the things I want to say to our seniors is don't be afraid when the young people step up. These young people are ready to work. All right. Young people are educated. And I think it's their time. So don't get afraid when we start trying to help y'all. We're trying to help y'all. We're not trying to hurt you. But they need to start badgering us and saying we're too young. We don't know this. But anyway, I just want to kind of touch on that. And also, I want to kind of bring up uh, what the first caller started off with, with Greg Abbott. I'm not sure if you're aware uh, I know we've been fighting criminal justice system for a long time. Yes, we have. One of the things that I've noticed is that uh, I've never heard of a sitting governor before a person is even sentenced uh, go to the uh, uh, appeal court and say, appeal we don't even want you to appeal. We want you to appeal this right away before you even get a sentence. You know, and I'm speaking of the, the, the uh, white man that ran over the black black man and a black lady uh, with Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, they're saying that uh, they don't even want him to be prosecuted. They don't even want him to go to jail. And that's the first time that's ever been said. That's the first time I've ever heard it too. Why would you step in as a governor and ask for somebody to be pardoned? What are you talking about? He ran over them so why would you want to immediately pardon him? And if it was flipped the other way would you open your mouth and say anything? Period. No, you wouldn't. You let them... Let me say this. The bigger thing, real, is that we're not saying no. Like you see, come on. We're not. We're not calling an officer. We're not going. We should be up in arms and mad at our elected officials for not standing up to this governor saying, "Hey, look, what is wrong with you?" That's not exactly. That's your That's state senator, your congressman, your all of those. Why ain't any, why haven't any of them open their mouths and say, wait a minute, governor, you done crossed the line. You have no business saying anything about this. This has nothing to do with you. But that's a local politician, I will say this. I, I think uh, uh, Senator West is waking up finally from his snooze. It might be too late. 
But I've been watching him lately. He's been little, he's been waking up from his sleep. And I'm going to say again, I'm going to close. Some other people can get on. Uh, uh, seniors, listen, y'all sent us to school to get educated. We get educated. We ready to go to work. The Bible even tells us that God calls the old men for wisdom and the young men for war. Let us do our job. When these young people step up and they want to take these positions, y'all should be applauding them. Y'all should be happy that our young people are wanting to step up and they want to take on these fights. Right. Get out of the way and let these young people work. Well, that is absolutely right. And and it was when when you when you just shortly just share with me, you said Senator West is waking up finally. What is he doing? Or what has he well, done? He's kinda, he's kinda roughing some fellas down there in Austin. I've been watching the state legislative session and I don't want to give up too much credence on what's going on there and but he he's been kinda he like in, in in recent years he's been quiet on a lot of things. But this year seems like somebody woke him up. I mean, I think he must have he just snoozing. But I've been noticing he's been fighting, he's been yelling and he's just you know, he's shaking his head and and, and, and that's what we sit them down there for. And, and Finally, that wouldn't you, want, you don't reckon that would be because them young folks decided they got somebody they want to run for senator. Well, it could be, <laughs> and that's a good thing. See, why old people get afraid whenever they get a little, they get some get some of these young folks to kind of ruffle them up. And I always tell these young people, at least you don't win. If you're in these races with these older people, at least you get a chance to get your issues out there. You might let them know that you're going to be watching them and that you're going to want to work with them. I always notice that when the older people get their, you know, if, they're, uh, uh, if they get their positions back, they don't never turn and get our young people and work with them. Oh. I oftentimes tell preachers, oh. if you got a church that don't have young people in it, you got a church that's dying. That is so true. If our community don't have young leaders in it, then how do you expect for us to to kick the can down the seat a little further. That is true. I'm going to put you on hold. We got a break coming up, and I appreciate you for your call. It's so long. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. All right. We're back. We're back. Thank each and every one of you for giving us the call this morning, 972-647-1893. Again, we're going we go. It's time to make a change. And so, well, who we got on the line this this. All right, so we have David on uh, line four. Dr. David, how you doing this morning? Reverend Wright. Yes, sir. That you still on there? My words are clear. Uh, I, 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 I need to listen to people like you. You're, you're my boy. I'm, I'm white. But I, I need oh, to okay. Hold on. listen, you know, to people like you and let you be my be my voice because uh uh and I, I need to be guided you know in the things uh that i do in in fort worth i'm 70 um i i don't identify as white uh i i uh i'm, I'm one of those crazy white people um no, my I'm stuck here by myself well, that's what it's all about. And just standing up and being a voice at the end of the day, it's about taking care of God's children. That's what my 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 job is. It doesn't matter 
And we just have to make sure we open our mouths and say something. Because like, again, I said, silence helps the tormentor and not the tormented. <clears throat> and it's time for us main, to make a change. The main thing is I want to say I, I appreciate you uh, and I support you. Well, thank and you. I need to, and I, that's all I need, probably need to say. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. God bless you. All right. All right. Who's that next caller? All right. Uh, next is uh, James, a nine one. Dr. James. Reverend. Good morning. Uh, it's a great thing. It's a good thing that you're doing over there. You're doing it every side, and God has blessed you with such acquired knowledge, brother. Well, that's what it's all about, is expressing the knowledge, because I know right now, and I and I wanted to say this, is, you know, the Word of God tells us we reap what we sow, and when they divided up everything and they told us we couldn't raise our kids and we couldn't do this and that, now we're reaping what we sowed, and unfortunately, the crime is ridiculous, as we see every day there's been shooting here, shooting there, shooting there, and these young kids are the ones that some of them are young people that are doing it, and some of them are doing it that's ridiculous. A young man shot a young man knocking on his ring his doorbell said he's six feet tall that boy probably wasn't four feet tall and so at the end of the day this is what's going we're going through what we created and because none of those officials fought that and nobody stood up said you can't do that man wait a minute you're going to destroy this country this is where this is the result of what we're getting well brother before i go off into this uh what's called let me tell you this uh we don't have no more mothers and there's no more grandmothers and big mamas, you know? Daddies either. We don't have them. We don't have no daddies. <laughs> but, brother, when I heard you talking about these uh, electric officials, and I hear the brother just got off two two calls ago saying Senator Raw West. Okay, we, these are... See, there's no more... You, you mentioned Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. There's no more of those kind of brothers... And if they are them kind of brothers, then, as you were saying, the old, the older minority brothers won't step out the way, and want, and they still seem like there's someone got a hand in their back telling them what to say, how to act. Absolutely, absolutely, and you've been, and God has exposed that because you've seen several of them get caught. For 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 selling their soul, like I said, for a jelly roll, and yet we still have not done nothing to them and punished them for selling us out. Because at the end of the day, that's exactly what they done. And the sad part about this is, and I've done several funerals, but I never seen an armored truck following anybody to that graveyard. That's right. And so you're right about that. Yeah, we sold it. And we do have brothers that are out there fighting. The one just got off the phone. We've got brothers out there fighting like Malcolm and Martin. And, of course, and the main thing about Malcolm and Martin, the reason why they got took out like they did, is because they kept saying, we've got to stick together. Stick together. Yeah. And by them saying that, they didn't want that to happen, so they eliminated both of them. And they both were teaching that. And, and, and you, what you were right about, there's never been another elected official guy that said, we got to stay together. You even had a president. Well, Nobody well, said, we got to stick together and, and help each other. Like, it went from neighborhood to hood. And you yeah. just said it wasn't no mothers. There's no such thing as fathers. I guarantee you, if you could go down to that jailhouse now and say, if y'all come out here and tell me who your daddy is, I'll let y'all out. You ain't got to worry about it. Won't nobody walk out of that jail because that was by design. The old Roman tactic, divide and conquer. Well, you know what, brother? And I'm and I and I and and I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to let the next call again here. But 
you know, this young generation doesn't come up, as you were saying, you know, we are, we, the Black Lives Matter because it's not because of that situation, it's because of us. But that, but don't nobody know that, you know, this Willie Lynch theory, it still exists. Yes, it does. It's just institutionalized. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, when, when, even with Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, but it, it, exactly. as, our, as, our, as our theme song is for Justice Seekers, is, is, is by the old group, y'all know them, it was wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed, no more backwards thinking time for thinking ahead. We need to wake up. And until we wake up, we're going to continue to go through this. And when I say we, I'm talking about black folk, folks that look like me. We got to wake up. We have woke up. So when you get ready, when you get ready to close that, brother, go ahead and put that on there. Harold Melvin in the blue note. There you go. Everybody wake up, brother. Wake up, everybody. All right. God bless you. Thank you for your call. Okay. Yes, All right. That's that's the thing. We economically, we've got to start making a change in what is going on in this entire country. And yeah, black lives matter, white lives matter, brown lives matter, blue lives. All lives matter. And if you don't appreciate yourself, how you figure somebody else is going to appreciate you? And so that's what it's all about. It's not actions speak louder than words. And then Jesus told us when he part of his resurrection was for us to come together. And why aren't we doing it? Uh, who we got on the line? Uh, so we have Concerned Citizen on uh, line three. All right, Concerned Citizen number two. How you doing this morning? Hey, Rev, you had me on hold. Oh, okay. Quick, I want to give our kudos to uh, <laughs> Dr. Uh, what is his name that comes on the air over with us? I got to... Dr. Elwes? Uh, Dr. Elwes. I got to tell the citizens about... I called Dr. Elwes one day, and I was changing over my insurance, and this is a true story, brother. I know oftentimes we call in and everybody's always talking about the negative. But this man almost brought tears to my eyes. This man told me, said, listen, brother, if your insurance don't work with me, Blue Cross Blue Shield, he said, I'm going to take care of you anyway. He told me, he ain't even, He said, I don't care if you ain't even got insurance. If you want to come and see me, man, you come and see me. And I'm going to take care of you. I thought that was just... He is a very real, real man. And Curtis, I've been with that brother for years because that that, that particular insurance company, you, you named, falsely accused him of doing something in which he did not do. And they never, he was never sent to court. He was never accused of it. He's still a great doctor today. <clears throat> But we had to stand up and fight for him, and I thank God that, that he put him in my life so we could fight for him. And he does have a medical office over off of Marcellus, and that office was to help those who were not even able to go to a doctor. He just wanted to help somebody. So we thank God for Dr. Drevels. That was in, and he is one. And the good, the, you know, the good thing about that is he's also a, he's also a man of God, a, a preacher too. He's a preacher and a doctor. But well, you'd be surprised of how many doctors, Curtis, are downtown under that bridge and lawyers who are homeless now because of what happened to them economically as far as with the attorney general to destroy them. And that was a part of dividing the families when they created this child support thing. And when they created that, they had people paying four and $5,000 a kid because I'm a great doctor. You're going to make me pay all this money. But if my wife and me were together, I wouldn't be paying that much money. So why are you doing it now? But it was to just destroy a certain race of people economically. And because of that, that happened. But I thank God Dr. Elwes survived all of that, and he didn't give up. He continued to fight until he continued to God bless him to where he is today. 
Well, I just want to encourage everybody. He's not a fluke. I've been to his office personally, and I think he, I mean, he's just a stand-up guy. I mean, he comes on the show sometimes, Pastor Cornette has him on, and I know mean, a lot of guys probably think that he's just some West No, he's not. I mean, the man is real. That man told me, he said, I don't care if you don't have insurance. He said, if you come over here, I'm going to look after you. I'm going to take care of you. And that meant a lot to me. So and he's done I'm going to hang up, but I just, I just wanted to let... Thank you for letting everybody know that story. Thank you. That was, that 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 was awesome. real, okay? All right, y'all have a wonderful day. Now. Yeah, that was awesome. And as part of Justice Seekers, like I said, we we had to stand up and fight for Dr. Edwards. And economically, after we looked into it, we realized that uh, we, as far as blacks were concerned, the less doctors than any other race in this country, and we helped build this country. And what happened to our doctors? They got destroyed and took out. Some of them made medical documentary mistakes, and we had some doctors selling hydrocortisones, and all they did was got charged a fine. But at any rate, thanks for the call. We got anybody else on the line right now? Okay, okay, yeah, that's economically, that's what that's all about. And so we're still fighting a battle, and even when doctor was going through it, we couldn't get elected officials to say, man, what are you doing? This This is a medical doctor. Why aren't we helping him? But by the grace of God, that has happened. Economically, uh, when we talk about why we weren't doing anything, we need to look into that. And the next issue is the crime issue about all of the guns that are being passed out and all these young people that are... People are being shot and killed, and I don't understand what that's all about. Uh, you know, this just this, this gotten ridiculous. And it was all by design, because when we were brought up, we played games like Monopoly and Scrabble, and, and we played educational games that caused us to think and do things. But with it, that, I'm, and I say my generation, because it was my group that destroyed, they created these computers, and all their games was was killing. And that's why they didn't mind shooting police or nobody else, because all the games were was about killing things. And so this is a result of, as it, as it says, you reap what you sow. This is a result of it. There were none of those games that were teaching these kids educational-wise. They were only teaching them how to fight and kill. And that's why we're going through what we're going through today. But we serve an awesome God, and he's going to continue to do what he needs to do. Our number is 972-647-1893. You don't have to be afraid to call. Come on, call me and talk to me because I want us to get out here in action and speak louder than words. And if I'm exposed in action, that's what I want to do. Yeah, 972-647-1893. And I want to ask you, what is it that you would like for your elected official to do? And if you have never met him and you want to see him, well, we need to get together and go visit with him and say, why you can't come to our communities? Why y'all all of a sudden pop up when it's election time? If we don't hold anybody accountable, we can't get mad at anybody. And so that's what we've got to start doing as a people at the end of the day. All righty. All right, uh, Miranda is on line one. All right, Miran, good morning. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning. Are you talking about your crime? Is there any sector about crime now? Yeah, well, whatever you want to talk about. Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Yeah, I want to. I want. I want to shift gears from the election and and talk from a community standpoint. All right. Okay, Reverend Wright. If you notice, crime does not have a color. Crime is not black. Crime is not. That's color. right. And I know personally, you have been there calling out this black on black crime along with some of us with you. Now, I don't know if you saw here recently. 
there's been an uptick and rise on the, now you have the Hispanic doing the same thing that the blacks were doing. And I get so frustrated, those of us who live in this community, because nobody is talking to this generation, trying to help them. They're turning a blind eye. The only time our local officials want to make black, uh, black and brown, those are their words, an issue is when it's election time. These babies are killing themselves on the street. You saw in North Dallas, four people got killed. They were Hispanic because they were having a, a dispute issue with their children, with their child. And it's like they're lost, but the leaders today are not talking to them. And it's all by design, Sister Miriam. Look at the drugs they sell in these kids. Little kids, they're giving them drugs. And it's killing them. Yes, and that yeah. fentanyl. That fentanyl, like, and they and they got it looking like candy, but none of the elected, none of the up there. And when I say elected officials, I ain't just talking about these little old city council. I'm talking about our governors and our senators and our congressmen and all of them. They are giving these kids gum, this drugs, and all of a sudden drugs are now taking over. This is all by design. I trust me. At the end of the you day, know, you'd be surprised. Uh, Remember when we was growing up, we had a movie theater, a skating ring. We had options. They don't have a clue of what that is. They don't have a clue of what that is. That's why I said they, we were raised to educational-wise. We did things. They had a, and Even in the Pleasant Grove area, they had a bowling. Uh, they built a bowling building. That joke stayed for three months, and they shut it down. And they won't, and they won't talk to, you know what the younger generation said? They tired of being talked to. They tired of being talked to. Well, you know why? Because they weren't brought up. They weren't raised. That was by design. They were not brought up and raised like we were. That's why I say half of them don't know who their daddy is. And so, and I ain't putting, but, but can't no woman teach no boy how to be no man. But these these parents, and especially when mama's still trying to go out there herself, and I did a gospel radio show, and I was sorry. I, 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 I was wrong in what I said. But I think and, we have to go back to the old way of doing things. We've got to. I mean, we've got to. I mean, I I see you communicating with the yeah. younger generation. I have Fine. a good report. I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you on hold. We got a break. Stay on the phone with me. I'll be right back with you. Yo, what's up? All right, we're back. We're back. You still on the line with me? Sister Miriam? Yes, okay. Well, you you here's here's my point. You made a very valid point, but like I said, until we raise these children, a lot of these young ladies were saying that, you know, she had one young lady said she had five baby by five baby daddies, and I asked her, well, she said it wasn't none of them no good. And I had to ask her, baby, when you find out they weren't no good, when you had your legs open or when you had them closed. You should have had your legs open and your mouth closed. I mean, your legs closed and your mouth open. And I don't mean that thing y'all we, we had back in that day. I'm talking about asking them, if I get pregnant, will you marry me? If I get pregnant, will you? But that was all by design to destroy that. And when they started that integration thing, that segregation thing, they didn't want certain teachers whipping certain kids. And so what they did was said, we can no longer discipline our children. Can you imagine? And this is supposed to be a God-fearing Christian country that somebody says you can't discipline your kids. And the word says the spare child is the smaller, the spare child is smaller. Wrong. These kids, you, you don't you you supposed to discipline your children when they do things wrong. But that didn't happen because Mama was going out just like the kids was, and they would treat them like they were friends instead of parents. And this is the result of what we got. Can I ask you a question before I go? Since you was born in this era, I was born in 68. Reverend Wright. You born in when? I was born in 1968, so I know you was born in this era. I want to ask you a question. That you I said 68? Yes, sir. I oh, you a baby. Eight. I, 
I want to ask you this question before you go, because I know you know. Okay, I've been having some conversation with my neighbors. Uh, I still live in a community where we black, white, Asian, and Hispanic. Okay. So we were trying to teach each other black history. I was telling them about our black history, because my grandmother and mother, you know, taught us, and I have our history book. So uh, she was asking and saying that her mother or her grandfather, he just died. He has an, uh, he's like 99, and on his ID it says Caucasian. And she said that he told them that back in the slavery days, Hispanics was able to drink out of the white color, uh, white, uh, what is it called, water fountain. And that's why on a ID they can put C for Caucasian or Hispanic. And I went back and read about that, and I thought it was interesting. So my question to you is, why is it we know they don't want to teach us our history because I think they're afraid that people will get smart and become elected officials and vote them out. Well, you know, during the 70s, and I'm a, I'm a lot older than you are, we were economically taking over uh, businesses and the things of that nature, and that's why they created child support and things of that nature because we were taking over businesses and we were educationally wise going to college and being things and even as far as with what you said that even referred to our men of God who were preachers they went from we went from getting people who were called by God to people who and I call them just went preachers God said there was some I called some I sent we got a bunch of just went ones because they went to college and they couldn't be a teacher so they decided they get paid going to be a preacher but that's also why February is called Black History Month. Not our story, but if we don't tell our story, we're going to continue to celebrate Black History Month. So is it true that, is it true that in the slavery days, I know they had to... Not the slavery days. Even up in the 80s, early in the 60s, they, they were treated like that at first. In so the, why was the Hispanic classified... Uh, Caucasian, it's because they were light-skinned or what? Because they, because they did not want you to be in charge and controlling anything. You, you'll be shocked to realize that the people that looked like you were in this country before they came to this country. Exactly. Exactly. And that's been going on for generations. Thank you, Precious. Have a blessed day and thank you for calling in. That was one of our callers. You can call us at 972-647-1893. Who we got, Doctor? All right, we have Bill on uh, line two. Bill? Yes. Good morning, Brother Bill. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're right. Uh, you're absolutely right. We don't hold our... It, it, it seems like we elect these political officials, right? We elect them in the office, and then we forget about it. Right. We, check on them. We, don't, we, don't, we don't do anything about it. It's our own fault. It's our own fault. That is true, Bill. It's like once we elect them, we, we just let them go, just thinking that they're going to do something for us. You know, for the community. But office. you know what, Bill? Back, you know, Bill. Back in the day, and I don't know, I don't know how old you are. Back in the day, uh, when we 60, did, 
Well, we together. Back in the day, I'm not I'm not there yet, but I'm reaching there. God bless me. We had real elected officials, and when we when we bought them, when we put them in there, we didn't have to worry about it because they were gonna do just what we expected them to do. But they eliminated that because they started throwing them dead presidents up in their face, and that's what screwed us around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then. Uh but they used to come around the community. Exactly. You know, That's what I'm saying. Exactly. They used to come around, and then we wouldn't have to check on them. Once we voted, they were going to do what we expected them to do. After all of a sudden, they started paying them off and giving them money. They stopped showing up in the neighborhoods, and they assumed that, that we going to vote them just because of their name. And, and, that, and there are several of them that have been in there for years and have not done one years. thing since they've been in there economically in certain neighborhoods, and I don't have a problem with calling them out and telling you all who they are. Right, absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm so glad that you're on, you're on today, uh, uh, Pastor Barnett. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. And, and, of course, Pastor Barnett, we have a lot of subjects that we, we he touches on. You know, this is just one of them. I'm glad you're on today. Uh, yes, it's just, you know. But I want us to be, you know, what I want us to do is to wake up as a people and start doing something about it. Like I said, our theme song is wake up everybody. Ain't no more sleeping in bed. We got to move forward. And the way we move forward is eliminate what we're dealing with right now. If we're going to get, if, you know, if, if I'm going to be treated bad, I'd rather start all over again to be treated bad than to be treated bad for generations and nothing is happening. Absolutely. Nothing is happening for us. So who can I get mad at? Who can I blame? Myself <laughs> for not getting that. Well, I've been fighting for I've been fighting for the last twenty three years for our people. But that's yeah. what it's going to take for us to wake up and say, "Man, we've had enough of this. You've done nothing for us. Get out of here." If I'm gonna get screwed well, around, I'd rather get screwed around by my enemy and not by my so called friend. Yes, we better wake up and real soon because it's all it's fading away. It, what, what, what all our, our forefathers fought for and whatnot to gain. You know any kind of ground whatsoever? We've lost just about all of it. Yes, we have. Right, just about. Yes, we have, Bill. We really, really have. And the sad part is about it is because we sit back silently and didn't say a word while it was going on. And, I, and I, the reason why I say that is because I'm not just going to beat us up because a lot of us assume that they this dog and pony show they was putting on, saying who they was, they are men, and all this stuff. We assume that they were right. going to do the same thing, but they lied. And and and, and yes. once we realize the devil's a lie, it's time for us to start taking him out. Absolutely right. It's just it's, it, once we're elected, it's like it's like they join a club. Exactly. You know, it doesn't and, matter what they join. They join that club, and, and and once they join that club, we can't find them anymore. You can't find them anymore, and all these multi-millionaire people are saying this is what we wanted done. I mean, there are several things that we've gone through. We could have had economically, we could have had in this city. They shut down the inland yep. ports, and the inland port would have created over thirty or 40,000 jobs. And so why would you shut That's down really something right. that was going to create jobs, and you haven't done anything for us? And y'all know who I'm talking about when I say that. I'm talking about your county oh, yeah. commissioner, oh. and I'm going to say it. I ain't scared. But uh, that's, that's, we're, then that's a, it's time for us to wake up. And if we had these real men of God that's standing behind these pulpits, they should be saying, y'all, we got to wake up. And come together. There's power in numbers. And if we don't come Absolutely together, they're right. going to always continue to do what they do to us. Yes. All righty. I appreciate it. Well, we thank We're you, Bill. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We got to start waking up. What we got on the what we got, Doctor? We got about eight minutes, nine. Uh, yeah, we, we have uh, Lewis on line three. All right, line th Who was again, no, Lewis? No, no, um, yes, on line three. Line three. Good morning. Hello? 
I was talking too long. You didn't want to hold on for me. Call me back. All right. I think he's here. Okay, there he is. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me now? Gotcha. All right. Go right ahead. Hey, uh, I, I, I decided to join, get on the line this morning to sort of help with that uh, question the little lady was asking you. I hope she's still on the line. Uh, about uh, the uh, Hispanics being classified as as a uh, Caucasian, uh-huh. I think they. I'm not for sure this is what it is, but I'm pretty sure it is. I think they do that to help them out on the on the uh, census. You know, you know they get paid by how many people. You know they are being represented. You know how that works. Yeah, I, I, but I think that was. You know, I don't think they're able to do well. Some of them, I don't think they're able to do it now because they realize that. Uh, uh, and what people don't realize is the the one time majority is now the minority. Yeah, well, they it seems like they classify Hispanics as Caucasian now. Well, I I, I haven't saw that because economic. I mean, because that's actually not correct. And so, if that's what they're doing, then like again, our elected officials need to look at that and say, how can you say that when that's not true? And you can't say that because everybody came from us. If you look at these uh, on the application and stuff, and they just describing race and stuff, look at how they got that uh, classified, and you and you'll see what I'm talking about. But that's that's what I just wanted to throw that in. That's probably the fool everybody think think that a certain race is still a majority, but they're not. Because we have eyes, we can see, eyes can see and ears can hear, and we see well, every day who is the majority and who's, who's, who's in control, who's uh, doing well, they're doing well, I'm not going to hate on them, I'm going to tell the truth. They're doing well, they're together right now, but they're being attacked like we were back when we were trying to come up, and so eventually just to get them to fall apart, but right now that's not happening, and they realize themselves, if you ask them, they will definitely let you know that they are not Caucasian. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you hear me? But that's just economically, like you said, that's just to get money and this just to really yeah, not ever expose that the majority is now the minority. That's right, but that's still uh, robbing others yes. from those benefits because they are getting it because of that. Yes, well, but why, why, not, why aren't our elected officials opening their mouth and saying anything about that? Yeah, you got a point. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Hey, we, I don't trust. The, I don't. I think all elect, elected officials are crooks. I'm sorry. You know, and at one point that wasn't true. You couldn't say that. Well, you couldn't. You just always wanted two crooks in the group. But we did have some real ones. But it's been a while since we've had some. Yeah, but like like our city council down there, back when they wasn't getting weren't getting paid. We was getting something done, but now that they're getting absolutely, like absolutely, when they were not getting paid, we had people fighting for us. We didn't have to worry about them because they were coming into the neighborhood, and we were gonna help them as neighbors, as people who care for them. We would do things for them because we appreciated what they were doing for us. But once they got paid, that was hush money to keep your mouth quiet and do what we tell you to do, and they all agree with that, and that's why we're going through what we're going through, and it don't make no difference what color their skin is. They're going to do what they're supposed to do, and my thing is, is why is it that everybody's getting paid? Why is it that certain people in certain areas can get things done, but you can't get done nothing done in the area you in? Yeah, well, I thought, I think in the beginning, the elected officials were elected officials not to uh, get the beneficiary. It was for the people. 
dance all about the money. It's all about the money. Like I said before, and I'll say it again, Eddie failed to realize I've yet to see any armor truck follow anybody in that graveyard. So that money you set in your soul out for, it ain't going to last you. And at the end of the day, uh, and, and as a man of God, I want to let you know when we leave here, the way you think it and the way you feel, you're going to feel the same way. You're just not going to be in this body. So would you rather feel this way going to hell or would you rather feel this way going up there with Jesus? Yeah, you're right. Well, I thank you for taking my call. All right. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. All righty. All righty. All right. Uh, we have Tim on line one. All right, Tim. How you doing, brother, right? I'm doing good. How you doing, brother Tim? Uh, uh, I'm doing good. Hey, I just have a couple quick comments. There was a, a lady on your uh, show uh, last week. I think her name was Tanya Royal. And, uh, you know, she was uh, talking politics. Uh, I think she's real passionate, man. I will vote for her. What uh, that was Reverend Barnett. I, 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 this is Reverend Barnett's show. I'm just taking his place today. What, 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 uh, 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 what, uh, District was she in? Do you know? No, she wasn't in the district. She was just uh, she was just talking politics, and uh, she was just she, she she sounded real passionate. You know what I'm saying? I would I see the type of person I would vote for. I remember her name, and she if she's running for something, I'm, I'm gonna vote for her. And you know, this is the next comment I have is about uh, E Money. You know, E Money is always uh, he's consistently talking about love. In our community, what what's missing is the love we used to have with one another. When a brother used to pass you by, he used to give you a little head nod and let you know, hey, he is not acknowledged. Now people don't do that. That's all by design. That's what we were telling you about. That's all by design when they destroyed the family. When they just started, that's why I went from neighborhood to hood. And, and, and a lot of them get mad at me. A young boy walking around with their pants sagging and nagging. I guarantee they don't know their daddy because, you know, when we was coming up, we tried to look nice and sharp and clean so we could do what we right. was going to do. And they walk around there with their pants sagging and things like that. I guarantee you half of them don't know who their dad is. Right. Because a and real man going to say, boy, I don't want to see your underwear. <laughs> I heard that. And another comment I have is uh, for uh, uh, Mr. Robert Ashley. Is, uh, if he could call in, and uh, he mentioned about World War Three about to start, I wonder if he could uh, call in and uh, he state what he had said. But that's that's pretty much all I had to say. And uh, you know, uh, one love. All right, y'all take care. All right, God bless you, and thank you for calling in. Yeah, my brother Ashley, yeah, Robert asked me and him going to get together. He's going to support us on our dialysis situation. All right. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, we have David on uh, line two, and he has a question for you this okay, morning. Okay, David, come on. To go. Let, let me hear the question this morning. Yeah, I got to make it uh, short because I talk too much. But I, I want to say I really appreciate you. I want to say that again. Well, thank you, David. I, I, I'm 70, and I, I'm i getting senile a little bit, and I, I don't know how to go vote. I've got, I have got I figured out how to get my voter card, because I tried to vote the last time. They said, What I, district are you in, David? Do you know what district you're in? No, I'm, uh, I'm in Fort Worth. Oh, okay. And I'm on... I can't remember this. I'm wondering if anybody out there in Fort Worth can get in touch with that district and and, and those elected, those running should have somebody come by and pick you up so you can vote. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Got, any of your you know, family members vote, any of your kids vote, vote, anything like that in the area, they can't swoop you up. and Because that needs to happen as well. Instead of by mail or by phone, somebody could come pick you up, and I'm hoping somebody does that out in Fort Worth. 
my family sent me here. Uh, I'm stuck in Fort, Fort, Fort Worth by myself. I don't have any family. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, Dave. Hold on one second because we're getting ready to make a make our break. And we'll see if when we get back, if somebody can help tell you who you can call or can come help you so you will be able to vote. We'll be right back on our second half coming up. I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Sent by one from heaven up above. Take a pity, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying. What? Yep, yep. Here we go. Yo, mob, kick it for me one time. What is the world coming to? Seems like everyone is running from the truth. We just stand up and fight. Walk into the light. We're the people. We can do it if we try. I know we can do it. Somebody ask me, why do we have to go through it? It's just a test of our faith. But we're living day to day. We don't know where, we don't know when. But it's coming back again. All righty, we're back, we're back. Church Information Open Forum. I'm the Reverend Ronald Wright sitting in for Dr. Marion Barnett. And this is the voice of the people. All righty. Want well, to thank each and every one of you for joining us on our second half here. Okay, who we got? Tanya on line uh, four. Okay, Tanya, can you hear me now? Tanya. Right. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. okay. I called. I called in several times to this radio station, and one time I called in anonymously. Uh huh. And one of your, a caller called in behind me and said, "Marion uh, uh, Barnett, you see, these people are afraid to call in. They're afraid to speak up. What are they afraid of? They don't even want to say their name. But you know, callers are calling in, giving you their first name." Okay, so I'm thinking about this this very radio show. I called in last week about a number of things. I even went to my district with uh, uh, Carolyn King, and all that they were talking about, sir, was crime. Crime in our neighborhood. That is not all that's ailing the black community. And the black community is diminishing, diminishing because of the influx of, uh, you know, immigrants coming in, the uh, high population of Latinos coming in and taking up a lot of, uh, you know, resources, a lot of jobs. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Tanya. Did anybody elaborate? Did anybody talk to Kurt? Dallas police has five, short of 500 police officers, and that's all that they talked about. But I was sitting there listening. And it, 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 it goes hand in hand. What you're talking about now, where are our leaders? Okay, the city, the councilmen, you all have to hear this. Hear me speak. Hear what, hear what I'm telling you all. There are three blacks on the county, uh, on the city council, Tanel uh, Atkins, Casey Thomas, and Carolyn King. There are four uh, Hispanics. There are six 
there are seven white white people on the city council. The white people, it's by design, they're going to always outnumber us on votes, on monies coming into our neighborhoods, on everything that concerns African-American people. It is by design. We do need our young people getting involved in civics and government and coming out. Okay, so here's, here's what I have to say about everything that's being said on your radio station. We as black people need to hold the black church accountable too because we go to church every Sunday. We, we, it's like we go to church to pay the preacher to preach God's word and you can read God's word for yourself. I do understand that we have to come together collectively and corporately, but we have five major, uh, uh, five major mega churches in the city of Dallas. If, if all of these five major, well, I'm gonna call them. Well, you know, well, you know, I just told you earlier. If you heard me, if you heard me earlier, I told you earlier about the Jesuit preachers. Why aren't these black men holding these elected officials accountable? Why aren't you all doing that? I'm sick of what I'm seeing in this city and well, in this nation against black people. Where are our leaders? If the if the elected fish officials aren't going to stand up for us, then the black church needs to stand up for us. Well, he can't stand up for you. He can't stand up for you if you don't have the God called ministers in that church. And that's what I said earlier. Well, we got a bunch of just went preachers. I'm talking, I can't hear you. I'm talking, I can't even hear what you're saying. Well, I said, well, can you hear me now? My point is, I just said that earlier. I just said that earlier, we have a bunch of just went preachers instead of men God called to the ministry. And so that's why the churches are falling off like they are because God's property don't stop at the offering table. The me- you, you name mega churches, well, they need to get out there. God said, well done. We want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, not bishop, residing elder, mega preacher, none of that. And if that's not what you, in, 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 the, in the churches in you, it's not that building. That building is for us to come together and give God of praise and glory. So the church, the real church is in you. So if that building is not doing what you think it needs to do, go find the building that it is because there are several real churches and pastors out there. The church. Uh uh-uh, no, I understand the church. I am the church. I, I'm not talking about the, the mortal brick and mortar. I'm talking about the people of the church. When God comes back for us, he's coming back for a people. He's not coming back for a brick and mortar. I'm speaking of the church, the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, both men and women. Right. Those of us who make up those of us who pay our, uh, uh, our tithes and offering, I'm talking about people. And when you when you said what you were saying, I took a break. I, I walked into the Walmart to do some shopping. And so Did I, you bring me something? I can respect what you're saying. I can respect what you're saying, but you're you're asking the question. I'm I'm answering you. I'm helping you to uh, uh, keep on point what you started out with your conversation. Where are our leaders? This right. You started you're exactly right. With? Well, I'm not arguing with you, but I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. You're right. The black church needs to speak to their pastors and our leaders and write them and say, hey, there's a there's a a heartache, a heart. Yes. uh, There's there's a disease in our community. And we keep saying we're our leaders. Our leaders are in the black church where we go every Sunday. children, we, We always have to go to what the white man has established. And what the uh, the uh, Hispanic man is trying to establish, J- 
Joe Biden recently said on a leaked video that in 2040, minority, uh, whites are going to be minorities in this country and black people are going to have to start working with Hispanic people and, his, and vice versa. Hispanic people are going to have to start working with black people. But what I'm seeing with the black, with the Hispanic community, they're, they're steadily enlarging themselves. I don't see them coming out to fight for us, but the civil rights that... Well, you can't get mad at you can't get mad at somebody that's doing what we should be doing and that's staying together and you can't just blame the preachers for what we're going through that's why they have politicians so if you got elected officials in there that are not doing anything charity starts at home then it's shitted abroad you can't get mad at hispanic people because they're growing because they're sticking together and we are not they are standing by each other and we are not so you can't blame the church for that you got to blame this is about elected officials it starts there first I want to blame, and I do blame the church for that. Well, you can, but you can, but blaming the church is not going to solve the problem. If we're not going to have a dialogue, then get off the radio. Yeah. And I mean that. If you're not going to let people call in and express their opinion. You're right about that. don't ask people to call in. Well, that's true. So you're not helping me. You're not helping the black community. You keep, this is a bunch of rhetoric that all of you are. Baby girl, I was helping black people probably before you were even born. Cut off. You cut off. Okay, our next call is we need to get to Turl and get some stuff. Okay. Uh, next caller, who's next on the line? All right, we have uh, uh, Councilwoman Caroline Arnold in line three. All right, Councilman Caroline. Can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning, Councilwoman. How are you doing? I'm fine. I just wanted to, um, I, I appreciate all the dialogue this morning. You know, we always give this off to Pastor Barnett for supporting this forum as he's done for many years. And I continue to thank him, and the community should continue to thank him because for some, this is what they wake up for on Saturday mornings to weigh in on. But just a couple of things. You know, early voting begins next week here in the city of Dallas, in particular for the city races. I've known in particular to underscore that. And it's going to be very important that individuals get out to the polls to vote. Uh, you know, we start, uh, as you said, by design, uh, framing our mindset that the races, the turnout will be low because we don't have a, a race in the mayor's race, you know, a competitive race. And so some will use that as an excuse. But in order for us to address some of the issues, concerns, uh, and interests that callers have, we've got to get to the polls, number one, to vote. Uh, it's important that we continue to support those who are fighting. I'm going to say for us to get involved. And we have a budget coming up here in the next few months that council has to vote on. We have a bond package that we're preparing for. Most of us have uh, signed individuals to be on the bond package, which, which is going to impact us for generations to come. And so we need volunteers. We need what? And so I think part of what I'm hearing, folks are lacking information. I know we have a web page. Most council members do. We have. Uh, some of us have social media, and we continue to push the, the question, why can't we do more in terms of marketing? But for right now, at DallasCityHall.gov, if an individual goes online, there is a multitude of elements that are out there to help direct individuals. Now, we tell Reverend that our fingers continue to, some of them are not 
technologically astute. And so we continue to push out, and, we're, and I'm working with our pastors as well, to get this information out so seniors know what's up. Last week or two weeks ago, we had a quick last-minute item to come up about water real assistance. I immediately posted that, but I also put it out to my pastors so they could immediately get it out to their members because it was literally like Tuesday at 5 o'clock, and we're pushing it out. Well, Castle, Castlewoman Arnold, let me ask you something. Tell me, what do you think about how we're being, how we're doing economically in your district? Let me let me just share this with you. And this is a whole Pastor would have to invite me for a whole program a program every month. There are a number of factors that we're working on, and I'm just going to take it back down to 1500 Marilla, where we are. Systemically, and you know the history. Whether we started with the single member districts, and now we have. I mean, the uh, at-large, and then we went to single, single member, which some folks don't even remember, uh, that impacted the uh, profile and the landscape of all of our districts. We now have, within recent months, recent years, a city manager who was bold enough to come in to talk about equity. And equity is different from equality. We have a man, a black man, a very intelligent man, Pastor, who has the qualifications of being city manager, running this city, and trying to distribute dollars based on equity. What he needs, he's not a politician, and true enough, there are those of us of black and brown and white on on the council. But what he needs constantly is support through us for what he's trying to do because he's still getting pushback for those who don't want to acknowledge historically underserved communities and their needs. And so we continue to ask folks to show up in person. We ask you to show up virtually and you would be amazed. We have to call 95 people to get two to come to the meeting. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think you would have to do that if you would be out there in the community and people knew that you were sincere about the community uh, other than just doing election time? No, well, this is what I'm going to tell you. We can talk about that all day long. I I know what I do. I know my assignment. And those who are in the community know when you are there. Those who are sometimes, and you know it's politically, you're not going to be everywhere if folks are not engaged. And so you have to stay out. I'll stay out. I'm not going to try to defend, talk about what I do here, but well, let me just go back to well, what you Well, I understand what you're saying, but I want to let you know yes. the, the city manager works yes. for you. You don't work for the city manager, so the city manager... Correct. Tell, when Correct. you tell, when your community tell you what they want done, then that's between you and the city manager, and you're the exactly. ones... That should be saying, this is what my community wants, and they voted me in here, that's what and I, this is what we want. That's what I do, but this is what you have to also remember. It takes eight votes to get what we want. That's true. Right? That's true, but if that one vote is what, if that one vote fighting for us, we're going to continue to keep that one person in there. Okay, but th- th- this is a process, so let me run this real as quickly as I can. Okay. There are a number of things that, 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 that I want, because I've heard from my constituents. What they're because of the past, too, and it's all about correction and corrupt and correcting so that corruption doesn't root itself back in again. You have to take eight. You have to get eight votes to, to defend taxpayers' dollars. It used to be there were days when you could do what you wanted to do, and that's how many folks got sent to jail behind 
mismanaging taxpayers' dollars because of the hookup and the five-finger discount. We have a process, and it has to go through eight votes. Let me ask you a question right quick then. Has there ever been anything that you and Tanel and Casey wanted that the rest of the group did not support? Sir, that's a whole show right now. You, the, I mean, that involved that involved the community. And if it was, yes, why didn't okay, the community know about it? Sir, I can't speak to what everybody's not doing. But I'm just saying, no, no, Councilwoman, what I'm saying is if y'all put together and done something and they denied it, why didn't y'all let your community know? Hey, we tried to get this done, but they denied it. Okay, but we I know that you serve in Wonder Boys, and I would love to talk to you more so we can have a more robust conversation later on. But just look at the response of all these years that it took to get the grocery store in District 8. We supported it, but the bottom line is this. It's amazing to see how many folks would want to challenge the fact that we now have a grocery store, a quality well-known name. Is that, a, is that the one they're supposed to be putting in Redbird Mall? Redbird, yes. That's Mr. Council, Council Member Kennell Atkins. So if you go back and look at the tape, even though we passed it, you had one individual who's still speaking about well, what she's not going to do anymore to support in our, in our at this location, one that needs uh, the support. But we voted over that because we had more than eight votes. But let me go back to my situation as well. Last week, we had a community meeting at Beckley Sainer with Police Chief Eddie Garcia. We had a great turnout. And so that's part of what we probably the conversation that the young lady was talking about, what we shared with her. But we also need folks to understand there are times when folks call on the radio. They're not giving all of the stories. And we get tons of requests. We get requests of folks this. Listen to this. Can you build my mama a house? Can you buy my daddy a car? Can you? What, we, there are things we simply can't do. Now, if someone asks me, can you build a house? My, we can't do it through the city dollars, a brand new house. But our job then is to see if we can find sponsors uh, and nonprofits who can do that. We don't give up. And so, but, but through the city dollars, we cannot build your mama a new house. And we cannot buy you a new car. And then when we can't do those things, then folks say, you ain't doing nothing. I would venture to say, pull, pull our record. I can show you every vote in this public record on every service that we, that we, a program that we have provided, whether in this, whatever district it is, we rec our records are public. And so we have to know that this is an opportunity to just give a little bit splash. I'm only giving you part of it, but I'm giving you a bigger picture. Number one, we have to stay woke on what's coming in through the radio. Number two, we have to stay woke and understand it's a process. We have to stay woke on the fact that we need to do an internal audit of who we are as individuals. How many of us show up when it's time to show up to vote with Derelict there? Churches get out and do what they need to do in the community to help us. I, we're derelict. I'm sitting here now, Mayor Pro Tem, Carolyn King Arnold, District 4, asking for anyone who lives in 4 who wants to join our public safety committee with Ms. Joyce Brown, who's the chair. If you want to be a board of commissioner, you can call our office at 214-670-0780. Oh. We have plenty of work. We've got to have ambassadors to help us get the work out. All right. 
All right, give me that number one more time. Count. Get Good. Give me that number one more time because I got other council members on the phone. Number is 214 670 0780. That's 214 670 0780. Ask for Mr. Phil Foster. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Councilwoman. Thank you very much. We, all right. Who's no problem. Just remember, it takes A to be great around the horseshoe to get what we need to spend taxpayers' dollars. All righty. We're going to take Bye. us a break. We'll be right back with you. Just stay on the line. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. All righty, we're back. It's time to make that change. Who do you have online this evening, this morning? All right, Jamie's on the line uh, three. Jamie? Yes. Can you hear me, Jamie? Hello, Jamie. Hi. How you doing this morning? I can't hear you, Jamie. Oh, you can't hear me? Yeah, so I can now. Can I can hear you now. All righty. Good morning. Morning. Okay. What are we talking? What, what, what's on your mind this morning? Well, um, I am the candidate running for City Council District 4, and I just wanted to come on and introduce myself and let everyone know that um, I okay. am on bringing a new generation of leadership down the City Hall. Uh, we have been stagnant for far too long. Um, the incumbent likes to talk about consistency and relationships um, the, that she's uh, honed over the years. However, we don't see any benefit of that. So we question here just how um, solid these relationships are. Uh, what we have seen is um, a lot of stagnancy. What we have seen is a lot of uh, disregard for the quality of life over here. And what okay. we have not seen is a whole lot of representation. Okay. So, so that is why I am running, and I encourage everyone who's listening, if you are, you know, satisfied with the conditions of District 4, by all means, I am not the person you need to vote for. I am all about change. <laughs> I am all about moving us forward. And I am all about um, actually bringing forward results that we all can see and appreciate. And so I just Jamie, let me ask you a question, right? Let me ask you a question. Since I got your line, what do you think is not being done in districts for economically wise? Um, economically wise, there's just not a lot, of, a whole lot of interest. We have so many great, um, we have so many, so many assets here in District Four that just are not being utilized. Okay. For instance, the last, the Lancaster Key Shopping Center. Um, that used to be a place where. You know what I mean? There was so much business. There was so much activity. Yes. There was so much um, growth. And, and um, it was a great, it, it, and, you know, it could still be that at, at some point. However, that's just one example. Let's talk about um, our biggest asset, in my opinion, is the Veterans Hospital. You know what I mean? There's nothing being done over in this area, which I live right down the street from the Veterans Hospital. There's nothing being done as far as the community and partnership with the Veterans Hospital. What do they need? How can we be better to improve the uh, the situation and the economics over here? Isn't it, isn't it, about another one. Let me ask you a quick question, though, Jamie. So, what, isn't it a little confusing why in certain areas certain things are being done and certain areas things are not being done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that, the you know, it's beneficial in my opinion. It may be beneficial for some to keep things that the way they keep things the way they are. 
However, the citizens and the residents are the ones suffering because of it. You cannot get into politics and, and with selfish motives and ulterior, you know, selfish and ulterior motives. It just won't work. And what's happening here in District 4 is we're seeing the result of that. Okay. Nothing is happening. There's no jobs. The, the uh, transportation is, we barely have any viable transportation. We have a train line that runs down the main, one of the main roads in District 4. You know what I mean? And so that is the issue. Our our uh, our police and fire officers can't get where they need to be because we're waiting on the train to come down the middle of the road. Wow. And it's just simple things. It's simple things that could have been addressed long ago. It has been six years of stagnancy. I was, I was brought to this area um, targeted, targeted and not in a bad way um, when they were trying to get young professionals to move to District 4. In the beginning, in 2017, when I moved here, there was a lot of progress going on. And then it stopped. And now it's just completely dead. So well. that's why I'm running, because I want to be the change that I want to see in my community. Nothing is going on. We are tired. We are tired of the alleys, the streets, the trash, the dogs. The We are tired. We are tired. We don't want to hear anything about, oh, well, you know, <laughs> a grocery store takes time. We know that. We understand that. It's been six years. How long does a grocery store take? Because we have Sprouts in District 1. We have um, what's going on in District 3. We have everything that's going on around us. Nothing is going on in District 3. All we right. Tired. All right. Then I agree with you. We, well, we, we hope everybody get out and vote on Monday. It's early voting. is Monday. And we thank you, Sister Jamie, and good luck. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's our next caller? <laughs> All right, we have um, Concerned Citizen on line four. Concerned Citizen? Yes. Number three. Uh, four, yes. I'm talking about number three, Concerned Citizen. Oh, hello? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, hello, good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank thank you for your, your show. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, what you stressed and came on with when you first came on, and you hit the nail on the head is what I see. We our own enemies against one another. Yes, sir. A lot of, a lot of us now, we're looking for platforms. You know, our elected officials and everybody and those who are elected, they're looking for platforms. Everybody seems to be wanting a, 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 a platform. I believe we're brought down by our own people and people that have been elected and everything because they're looking for a platform, and I just believe uh, if they be for real about themselves and what they've done, I, I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. We can look at uh, how long has Clarence Thomas been a representative, but has he ever been a representative for his own people? Okay. So, yeah, you know, we we are. We're destroyed, really, by our own people. Absolutely. And it's time for us to wake up. Okay, Reverend. All right. God bless you. Thank you for your call. All right. That's a number, 972-647-1893. Who we got next? So we have Anonymous Caller on uh, line three. All righty. Hello. Morning. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Good. I'll just listen to the young lady who's running for uh, District 4. Okay. Which no one knows who she knows who she is. That young lady has not been here for five or six years. She doesn't know anything about Lancaster Key Shopping Center, what it was back in the past. Uh, we don't even know who she is. What has she done in the community? 
What board and commission has she been on? What neighborhood association has she served? Where has she been in the community? Somebody is getting behind her, telling her this stuff, and pushing her to run for the seat. Now, I want to say this loud and clear. Carolyn King Arnold is the name that we know and the name that we trust. Go and vote for Carolyn King Arnold for District 4 so we can continue to get things done in District 4. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All righty. Thank you. <laughs> How's that next call? Uh, we have Tracy on uh, line four. All right, Tracy. Hello. Can you hear me, Tracy? Yes, uh, good morning. Good morning. How you doing I'm this not, morning? I'm absolutely fabulous. I'm Tracy Jody Hill, running for Dallas City Council District 7. Okay. And I want to call in this morning uh, to encourage everyone to get out and vote, allow their voices to be heard. My plan of action for the city of Dallas is to help bring major grocery stores, small businesses, uh, movie theaters, senior citizens, uh, facilities, places and opportunities for our children uh, uh, to be able to be engaged, use their minds, learn. Not only that, involve the actual citizens and residents of our neighborhood to have a task force where they can put their input they can have accountability from me, have a local office to meet with me, come in and utilize the facilities. We need to propose a $260 million okay. for, uh, for at least 3,000 new affordable homes in the southern sector of housing and rehab those that we do have. Also, as a real estate broker, we can in inform our constituents like teaching them about credit repair, teaching them about the opportunity to make sure it's known what's available out there for these opportunities or becoming a homeowner available. All right. More, use, use more aggressive strategies for hiring our police officers. Not only that, as our citizens of Dallas are wanting to see changes, we have to get behind them and support them. This seat that I'm running for was created for an African-American we are the majority. Why are, do we keep allowing the minority to come in and take over Dallas? We don't wake up. Until we wake up, we're going to continue to go through it, Jamie. That's, we have to wake up. All right. prominent uh, individuals out here that are allowing our city to be compromised. I am not a sellout. I am here to represent you. Put them on a hot dog to buy your vote. And let me ask you one quick question, Jamie, before we roll. What do you think about those two streets that I mentioned earlier, are the worst streets in the city of Dallas, and they named after two people who we uh, we honor? I think it's a total disgrace to allow this current person or, or city officials not to have those streets paid and corrected. It's not until campaign comes comes around that you want to step up and do things. We should have big property representatives all the time. Not just some of the time, but most importantly, if we don't get out here and vote and let our voices be heard, we will keep allowing incumbents to be in office that is so true. Our interest, it, it, uh, do not have our best interest at heart. That is That's so true. For me. That is so we true. Too many, uh, too many people that have died, lost their lives, uh, that or uh, for us, our voices, abortion not to be heard by being able to vote. And even if you can't vote right now because you may be on paper, those that you do know that can vote, 
encourage them to get to the polls. These are the elections that affect us right now. We should not, we don't have an allowance uh, like our councilmen to have a budget to get their cars fixed. We are just running over potholes and there's much Exactly. Exactly. You know, and until we stand together and unify and make what we want and demand what we need, they're going to keep running us over. That is true. Well, I thank you very much for your call. Yes, thank you. Thank you, and get out and vote, just like she said. Yes, indeed. I appreciate the opportunity of being here. If you want to know me, I'll be at Yossi Dallas today from 1 to 3. Okay. Yossi Dallas. Yossi Dallas, 1 to 3 p.m. today. There are too many positive people doing great things in our community, Uh, job fairs, getting uh, major corporations to get involved for those that need second-chance housing second chance job opportunities we've all committed something just some of us didn't get called there we, we go we have to get in here and support each other we have to get in here and uh encourage and educate each other and so, take care of our children they are our future generation charity starts at home then it's shared it abroad thank you sister jamie for your call all right who's next <laughs> we got him fired up this morning uh, so we have jamie on our line three Another Jamie, Jamie yes. two. All right, Jamie number two. <laughs> it's a no, popular. So, so, so I feel Foster and Phil knows exactly who I am. Phil knows that I am the secretary of my neighborhood association. Phil is the one who removed me from the uh, from the emails that goes out in, in reference to what's happening and not in district four. And guess what, Phil? You know that I know what you would uh what Lancaster Key Shopping Center used to be and you remember what it used to be and for you to see it the way it is now you ought to be ashamed and embarrassed. And you need to stop saying that oh no one knows who she is. I've been in this district since twenty seventeen. You know exactly who I am. You are the person when you whenever I ask the council member or, or I ask her for a T-shirt and that's your night out against crime. She told me, oh, get with Phil. Anytime anybody asks her anything, it's get with Phil. Now, she may not know me, but I know for a fact that you know me. And whoever does not know me, I bet they know me now. All right. By the Dallas Police Department. I am endorsed by the Dallas Fire Department. And they know me. You know me. She knows me. A lot of people know me. Well, all right, then. That's like, good. Oh, I just came to District 4. I've been in District 4 going, uh, going on six years. What are you talking about? You know me very well. Well, you got him. But those that don't know me, they know me now. You got him. Thank you. you, you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You let him know who you was. All right. <laughs> Got a war going on. Okay, who we got next on the phone? Uh, we have Dwayne on line four. All righty, Dwayne. Reverend, this yeah. is Dwayne Carraway. How you doing? My Dwayne Carraway. The Dwayne Carraway, former mayor, mayor pro tem of the city of Dallas, District 4. Hi, in the world are you doing, Dr. Carraway? Well, doctor, Dr. Wright, I'll be keeping up with you. And, uh, and uh, K-N-O-N, of course. I listen, but I don't call and respond. Uh, as much as I should, but let me let me just say a couple things. Okay, One, folks know I love this city and I love my community, and I have fought and have done every single thing. And folks gotta understand that when you're doing something, people don't like it, and 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 they they put a target on African Americans' back, okay, as they did Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick. As okay. They did as they did Al Lipson, as they did uh, Ray Nathan, Nathan, as they've done me. But it's okay because you can't remove the love and respect that we have uh, for our community. 
let me let me just say this. I'm not going to take a lot of time, but I am going to say a few things. You don't just begin to want to form committees right. as Councilwoman Arnold oh, is doing. Wait, wait Dwayne, hold on one second. Let us take a break, and we're going to come right back with you. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Sent by one from heaven up above. Take a pity, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What? All righty, we're back, we're back, and uh, we had uh, Dr. Dwayne Carraway on the phone. Dwayne, you still there? I'm here, Reverend. Okay. Because the the people have to have the truth, and without the truth, and if you don't call out people, and you don't call out one another like the other caller said, just because you're black don't mean we're supposed to let you get away with everything. Okay? That's true. We've been black, and we, if you look at it, and I'm talking about Pleasant Grove, District 4, Oak Cliff, and everywhere. To the people, you're driving down the street. Drive down Keep the Day by Lake Key Shopping Center and have a hot cup of coffee in your hand and look at how raggedy the street is. Go down Lancaster Carter. I named Lancaster Carter. Look and see where is the development that we own on Lancaster Carter. Okay. That we have jobs on Lancaster Carter. Where are the jobs? Where are the, where is the police? The, well, let me say now, where is the police? Look at Beckley and Sainham. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, Beckley and Sainham, where they put a gas station there right across the street from the rec center where is beer and wine. I fought hard against beer and wine, but look at every one of our corners, and you'll see beer and wine everywhere you go. Go down Marcellus. Do this today, any time today. Look at the people on the corner of Marcellus and Sainer that's hanging out in our neighborhood. Who in their right mind, with all of the gunshots that you hear all over the neighborhood, all over our community, everywhere, you hear the gunshots. Don't act like you don't hear them. We hear them. Where are we safe, Pastor? Where do we feel safe driving down the street? Where do we go and shop? Where's a restaurant that we have? Now, Dwayne, let me ask you a question. Should our mayor be on top of that? Shouldn't the mayor be on top of, like no, you no, said, no, the no, gunshots no, no, and things no, of that no, nature? Here's the, Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. The mayor is the mayor of the city. But now, the representative is the representative of the particular area. Right. It is incumbent for the representative and the mayor to collectively bring these things. You have to collectively... The thing, listen, the deck part, for example, that Miss Arnold is claiming now, remember she busted up my press conference and uh, called it a wreck Rick, part. What, yeah. She's the one that was against the deck part. Now that it's going up and everything, now, oh, it's so great. Oh, it's, 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 it's the Southern Gateway. Look and compare District 1 over there where Gloria's and all of the development is going on on the other side of 35 and just compare it on our side of 35. You cannot, we cannot continue to name, but just by name recognition. What do you think it's going to take, Dwayne? All of a sudden, huh? What do you think it's going to take? It's going to take us firing some people. Okay. And putting people in with the commitment and not the connection. Look at the connection. See, the people that, the people, you know, I'm going to call it out. The people that are supporting Arnold, they don't live here. They live in Minnesota. Okay. They live in Duncanville. 
they telling us what we need in District 4. Well, if they knew what we needed in District 4, then why in the hell they haven't been over here to help get it? Okay? There we go. Okay, okay, we're running out of time, Dwayne. It's time for me to wrap the show up here, but I'm, I'm glad you called and shared that. We're going to take two more calls, and that's going to be it. Thank you. I want to close with this. I want to close with this. I am endorsing Jamie Smith. Okay. I know personally that she's committed and she's known. And Phil, you called in acting like you didn't know her. Stop lying to the people. I'm not going to let you lie. I pull, pull, pull up my podcast because my podcast is called The Other Side, and you're going to get all three sides. All right. Y'all black folks, get out here and take back control of your own community, and especially this report, because we work too hard to let it go down. I know that's right. All right, Dr. Carraway, appreciate you, brother. I'm glad to hear from you. All okay. Right. Uh, we, we have Emmanuel 9-1. All righty, go right ahead. Pastor? Yes, sir. Yeah, money. Right. I mean, Reverend, I'm right. Go ahead, go ahead. You're doing all right? Go ahead. You're all right, brother. How you doing? Well, I, I, I got a group. I wish I'm talking to they, them that run the station and them that run Dallas, the what to run money. Will you good white people, powernomics.com, powernomics.com, Claude Anderson, we don't want your reparations. We have self-reparations. It's all about the money and all about the vote. All this old sellout people, we have them all over. And I've been knowing them. I served on all these boards. And me and you work together, pals, I reverend. And I'm going to tell you what. We we can only break with alleged fear is with love. And we, all right. we, we can love it. Then he'll go. And then we'll trust one another. And every all you good white people, they, they always talk about the one who runs the station. Read Powernomics. And and we can, we can save our country if you'll stop trying to control everything North Dallas people. You are you are the ones. You are the problem. And and we we, we fighting each other like fighting over the crumbs. Well, that would be the problem, wouldn't it? What? The problem would be us fighting each other, wouldn't it? That, that's what you right on it. I see your broadcast on Wednesday. One thing we got to, well, we got to look at the devil, and we, we, we trying to figure out who is the devil and who is Satan. But I'm going to tell you what. Anybody that's not doing the right thing, is the wrong thing. There you go. I'll right, see you, and I'm not going to talk long. I don't get to be on the radio too long and all that because we only get two hours out of the whole week. Yeah, we got two. We got a couple of minutes left before we shut off anyway, so I'm going to uh, I got two more calls for us to take. They're telling me it's time for us to go. And so I uh, thank you for your call, brother, and continue to do what you're doing. You've been doing for years. All righty. That's our call. Who's next? All right. Uh, we have... We have someone on line three. I couldn't hear her name, but she, she's there. Hello? Uh, I'm going to also say Councilman Atkins was trying to get on the line, and so don't think hello? he didn't concern. Go ahead, ma'am. Hello? Uh, my name is Nanetta. I just want uh, wanted to see if you would reiterate the uh, issue on child support. You said that in, it was originally started. They used they it was originally started after John Kennedy, President John Kennedy. I don't know. You sound like you're a young baby. You might not know, but after, after President John Kennedy was assassinated here in Dallas, Lyndon B. Johnson took over, and Lyndon B. Johnson they told told the black woman that she needed to marry the government. And when that happened, Section Eight was created, food stamps and all that stuff was created, 
And in, in, in doing those times, we were taught if you got somebody pregnant, you had to marry them because you had no business doing anything with them. And with that being done, it went from us coming together as a family to even they, when they first started the Section 8, the woman could have everything she wanted, but what, who created her? And that was man. Okay? And so that's what I meant by that. Not beating up women. And like I said, a lot of them, that's what that was created for, the divide and conquer. The old Roman tactic. They came at us with crack and everything else we were able to overcome. But when they came with the child support thing, and I know even young like white ladies to this day, they still have not been given child support. And so that was just a target for a certain race of women. To segregate women. So it's like an insult well, well, not to segregate women, to, to divide the home. Because we had a family, and you notice it went from neighborhood to hood. We so took care of each other. Never, when we were coming up, your neighbors took care of you. And if you done wrong, you got spanked all the way till you got to the house. Then you got your butt whooped. Yeah, I wish you, we could go back to that. <laughs> you see, that's what I meant by that. And they divided the family. And so these young women were having, they would tell them, well, we're going to give you food stamps. We're going to pay for your baby. You're going to have everything but what God created you out of. And that was man. Well, you got pregnant by man. Why didn't you? And what they didn't realize is economically wise, suppose the government said we're going to cut off food stamps, Section 8, and all that stuff for all these women that got kids. What are you going to do then? So if you didn't have the handout, you wouldn't have the... The, uh, conflict, uh, yeah, because they didn't need that. We stood by each other and we took care of each other. And I thank you for your call, but we've got about seven, eight minutes left. And so I think, and that's what I meant by that. I wasn't just slamming them, but I'm just saying that's what they used to divide us with that old Roman tactic, divide and conquer. All right, who do we got? Well, we just about ready um, to rest. I think we, we have a Caroline Arnold, uh, <laughs> uh, Councilwoman Caroline Arnold, who's back on uh, line one. Okay, Caroline, go ahead. <laughs> Hello? King Arnold, elected by the colleagues because, of course, of the leadership. But let, I'm not going to go into that. Thank you for having this conversation this morning. As the first caller said earlier, we are our own worst enemies. Anyone that wants to know what's going on with Lancaster Key Shopping Center, Roland Parish Park, the new developments that we're having with the TIF uh, that's going to promote all our economic development, the Gateway and the Deck Park are two separate entities as it's funded. They need to call us, Pastor Wright. And what we need to call for a healing today is I've been joined by all of the major, uh, I would say the IMAs and the major religious foundations and all of that. It's, it's, we're not going to lay that out. We need to come together, get engaged with our council members, respond when we're asking you to come to the meeting, call into the meeting, email us with the concerns, meet us at our community meeting. We cannot move forward with the same attack, especially on our on us as a community. So yep. it's all about us being our worst Ye enemy. We appreciate you, Reverend Well Robert thank you. Give them the number one more time because we're getting ready to wrap it up. Give them the number where they can contact you I, one more time. Our number our number down at City Hall is two one four six seven zero zero seven eight zero. We hear you and we are here for you and to advocate for you. But a better community is going to be a better city. And that is where we're coming from. Thanks to Reverend yeah. Barnett for letting folks at least know what's out there and know that we cannot move forward unless we're all engaged, working together, and stop throwing darts and pop tarts and rhetoric. It's not going to get us there. We're still not voting. 
and we we're still not investing in our own community. So oh. Thank you so much. All right. Much. Thank you very much. Okay. We got time for two more quick calls. Okay. Three minutes. Who we got next? Uh, Russ on uh, line three. Go ahead, Russ. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Let me tell Dwayne Terry. Go back on house and let's shut your mouth up because if you did justice, you wouldn't be where you are today. And his club, he's trying to uh, 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 start. But tell him, Ms. Pamela told him, tell him he's done a great job and feel false as well. So Dwayne Carraway, go sit down, go, go read your Bible, and make sure you stay inside so nobody can get you, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. You call out with this rhetoric because you, you're trying to enjoy someone. Who wants you? Go back and look at your ankle brace and sit down and be quiet, okay? All righty. Thank you for your call. Who's next? We just about uh, wrapping David, it up. David on line two. David, yeah. go right ahead. Please. Can you hear me, David? All right, David. We got we got to go. You can you hear me? Can't hear you. Who's next? Anybody else? All right. We have someone on uh, line two, three. Okay. Go ahead, line three. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Sandra Crenshaw. I'm on here. Go ahead, Sandra. I hear you. Go ahead. Turn your radio down. Go ahead, because I got a couple of minutes left. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say to the uh, people who are running for office, the first thing that they need to do is to get a consultant who tells them when they call into the radio station, name your name at least five times. Uh, James Arnold, uh, you called uh, Tracy Doty Hill, Jamie, the whole time that she was talking, and that's Tracy Doty Hill who's running for District 7. Jamie Smith is running for District 4, but not one time did they mention their names in their conversations. So tell them to get a consultant who tells them how to talk on the radio. Oh. And I'd like to talk to you uh, one more time next week to talk about uh, the plagues that Jesus is not... Uh, he's not proud of us. He's not proud of the things that we do. And he's leading all kinds of plagues against us in terms of the airplanes running into each other, railroads. Well, son, let me ask you something. Couldn't uh, that be us causing it on ourselves because of what we are doing? It is not a godly thing to do, but a satanic thing to do. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh. And that's why California is getting mudslides. Yes, and that's indeed. That's why we're having climate change. Yes, indeed. The weather's doing what it's doing. So everybody better get ready. But I've got to hurry up and wrap that's it up. Right. But I thank you for thank your call. You. And please, Tracy Doty Hill is the second lady who runs for District 7. Okay. Tracy Doty thank Hill. You. Okay, who's next? <laughs> All right, we have Ike on the lane two. Ike, go right ahead. Yeah, good morning, Rev. Good morning. Good morning, Rev. Right. Good morning. I see you got a war going on this morning. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Let me, let me inject myself into the war. Okay, you hurry up because you know we got four minutes left. All right, it ain't gonna take me four minutes. I hear uh, 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 Dwayne Calway and uh, Mister uh, the other lady. I'm not gonna mention her name, the other candidate, but she's bragging about the Dallas Police Association. <laughs> And the firefighters are uh, endorsing her, but as Dwayne Carraway said, that the people that's backing uh, uh, Miss uh, Arnold are out of DeSoto. 
most of the people that on the Dallas Police Association and, and work for the firefighters, they don't live in Dallas anyway. Okay. And they endorsed Dwayne Calloway. They had a big picture of him in the newspaper when he won. And the man went to jail. And we got to remember, this man was instrumental in helping close down Dallas County Schools that put all these kids in D.I.S.C. in jeopardy without transportation to get to school and had the whole city scrambling with D.I.S.C. to get these kids to school in a timely manner. And so Mr. Arnold is doing a good job. He just needs the support and not the attack. And I thank you for taking my call. All right. All righty. We got to have one more. Is that yeah. it? Uh, we have Red Ghost on our line. Red four. Ghost, we got uh, 60 seconds. Go ahead. I can do it in 60 seconds. You got an awesome show, and you <laughs> and Reverend Barnett need to get together because you lit up Dallas today, and you brought all the weasels out. <laughs> Every weasel is in different folks. You got them. You got them. I love you. Keep Go right. God bless you, brother. All right. And we thank each and every one of you for joining us this morning. Again, I'm Reverend Ron Wright with Justice Seekers, Texas. We got one more. You want to do one more? Uh, yeah, we, we have a Karen. Karen on line three. Okay, let's get Karen. She's our last one. Come on, Karen. Talk to me. Yes, sir. I'm with Red Ghost. This is just a prime example of why our communities are in the shape that they are in. Thank you, and you have a wonderful week. God bless you, God bless you. And Councilman Tanel Atkins was trying to get in on the line, but apparently he wasn't able to get in. Can you say something, Tanel? I got you on speaker. Yeah, Reverend Rice, thank you for your show. Um, thanks for everybody. I uh, just want to say that everyone just go and vote. Uh, my name is Tanel Atkins, District 8. This is my last sign. District 8 is doing many things. We got plenty of economic development, plenty of jobs. Uh, we got a new grocery store coming in at Redbird Mall. We got food saving open back up in Howland Hill. We got Kihi. We got Kroger delivering food throughout the whole uh, district, throughout the whole state. But thank you for giving the opportunity to say a few words. All right. Thank you, Councilman Atkins. Thank you, and thank each and every one of you all for joining us this morning. Again, I'm the Reverend Ronald Wright with Justice Seekers, Texas. I'm also in the room on Facebook at 9 o'clock, and I want you to join me and then join Reverend Barnett, who comes on, I think, at 9.30 with a heavenly joy. And uh, we thank God for each and every one of you, and we'll see you soon in the room. (laughs) 